morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday. Friends, today is going to be a wise sort of Wednesday. Torch Report 362, when enough is enough. There comes a point when we each must draw a line in the sand. But then what? Then what happens? You know, humanity is messy. And today out in the news, it's really just a day of distraction. You know, as always, what's being passed off as news is intended to shape public perception. The dominant narrative right now, it's kind of revolving around, uh, well, Republican Congressman George Santos uh, from New York. He's being busted for fraud. This guy's just a schmuck of the highest regard. He was embellishing his resume, all this stuff. But turns out there's a lot more there. I think that he's just a, a straw man that's been propped up by the left so they have some Republican to attack. Also in the narrative today out in the news, Trump is getting charged with sexual assault and being forced to pay $5 million to a liberal feminist fruitcake. Uh, who's, that, that lady's just a quack. Anyway, friends, and then also there are millions of migrants risking life and limb to crash the U.S. border once Title 42 ends. And of course, also in the news is Tucker Carlson will be taking his show to Twitter. And all of this is fine. It's just political theater. And there's, you know, there's interesting things about some of those stories, particularly the migrant stories, uh, the the president of Guatemala is trying to call and say, hey, listen, tens of thousands of these people coming up and all that kind of stuff. But friends, that's uh, that's not what I want to talk about today. And in other conservative circles, there's also a lot of talk about a lot of hype, really, around the Biden crime family syndicate. You know, they've been receiving millions of dollars from foreign nationals over in Romania and in China. And then they were trying to conceal the money. And all of this was happening while they were colluding. The Biden camp was colluding with the CIA to interfere in the 2020 election. And of course, friends, all of this is coming to light via the House Oversight Committee. Uh, Chairman James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, he says, uh, after reviewing thousands of pages of Biden Family financial records in his investigation, says Congressman Comer, quote, thousands of pages of financial records relating to their companies and associates business schemes were made available to members of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, which confirm the importance of this investigation. The Biden family enterprise is centered on Joe Biden's political career and connections, and it has generated an exorbitant amount of money for the Biden family. We've identified six additional members of Joe Biden's family who may have benefited from Biden's, the Biden family's business that we are investigating, bringing the total number of those involved are benefiting to nine, period, end quote. It seems kind of trivial. You know, six people, nine people. Here we have a corrupt career politician, 40 plus years, you know, old, rich, white guy. So senile, he can't even thread together a sentence. But now he's the he's the stalwart defender of democracy and all the liberals and the Democrats are going to vote for Joe Biden, you know, even though all of this information has come to light. Ooh, you know, ah, wow. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee, they caught him red handed. We got the records, friends. What do you think is going to happen here? Just honestly, what do you think is going to happen? 
Personally, I suspect that nothing will happen, except, of course, more endless investigations, more sensational headlines, more campaign attack ads, and in short, more politics as usual. This should not come as a surprise. It's not that this stuff isn't big news, Biden crime syndicate, but it's been out there. We've known, okay? It's not that the laws were not broken. They were many laws. It's not that we don't have a corrupt fraudster illegitimately sitting in the White House. All of that being true, friends, it is precisely this open disregard for the rule of law that makes me believe nothing's going to happen. Look at what's happened so far. Nothing's happened. So why would I expect something to happen now, even though there's, you know, flagrant felonious violations of federal law and we got a sock puppet sitting in the Oval Office with ties to China and all of that doesn't matter. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing substantial anyway. And you know what's the worst part about it is, friends, because that's a bitter pill to swallow. It's jagged. I don't like that. But the worst part of it is that most Americans simply don't care. They don't care. They're too busy playing with chat GPT or being enthralled with the AI or worrying about their job security to fret all uh, over all of these petty felonies like that. You know, besides that, you know, the, the tightly controlled narrative and the media echo chambers, of course, they're compartmentalizing these stories, sectioning them off from the general public while simultaneously allowing some of this information to run in limited circulation amongst certain right-wing outlets. And this is a really big point here, friends. At this point, they're still trying to give it all an air of legitimacy. You know, what government censorship? <laughs> you know, what big tech collusion? See, they're not stopping people from accessing, accessing this information. They're just throttling it. They're just limiting its reach. They're just tipping the scales with the algorithms, making it much more difficult for people to access this information. But see, it's still out there. There's no censorship. Instead, the media is working in lockstep with the government agencies and the global NGOs to proactively promote the trusted news from only the most trustworthy state funded news sources. Friends, it is in fact an infallible ploy if they get away with it. And if this continues, if we continue down this path of government censorship and state funded news, well then, you know, we're doomed. You know, this is how they immunize humanity against misinformation. This, you know, this subtle throttling and limiting the reach and all of that. This is the work of social listening and sentinel surveillance and algorithmic social interventions. We've talked about this stuff, the ASI. You know, this is how they manipulate the masses. This is how they facilitate the conscious transformation of human consciousness. All of it happening without most people even having a clue as to what the hell is going on here. So does it matter? Friends, let me ask you, does it matter that the, dis the disgraced congressman, George Santos, had an FBI plant on his staff working against him? Geez, that kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Does it matter that the CIA was colluding with, you know, the Biden campaign and covering up their known corruption and in, in, to rig the 2020 election? Does that matter? Does it matter that the deep state keeps 
popping up with all these ties to all these psychopathic mass shooters. Does that matter, friends? The answer is no, of course. None of this matters if the majority of people don't care. Maybe they heard about it, maybe, but it's drowned out. Uh, but if they don't care about the FBI uh, weaponized government agencies, right? The FBI planting and working against you know, elected members of Congress. It doesn't matter if the CIA is colluding with political campaigns to cover up corruption. It doesn't matter if the deep state keeps, uh, you know, putting out all these false flag psyops with these psychopathic mass shooters. That doesn't really matter. Okay. If this information is not in the minds of the masses, then this information doesn't matter. All that matters is what the majority of people are actively aware of and thinking about. And think about that, friends. The only thing that matters in, to the mob, to democracy, is what the majority of people are actively aware of and thinking about. How can you make people care about corruption if they can just casually dismiss everything as fake news. Oh, that's fake news. You know, Hunter Biden's laptop, that's fake news. You know, Joe Biden's ties to, you know, China, that's fake news. You know, and then, of course, they can they can dismiss that as fake news. And then they can point you back to the trusted news sources of the trusted news initiative who are parroting, parroting the narrative. How can we hope to get enough people to care about the rampant political corruption when they either A, don't know about it, B, casually dismiss it, or C, actively deny it. How do we get people to the point where they're willing to say or see that enough is enough, this has to stop, we can't continue? How can we do that in this, in this fictitious sea of propaganda? <laughs> oh, friends, if you, if you take it a step further, if one were to entertain the idea of political accountability and enforcing equal justice under the law, right? Like all this is happening and it's wrong. The CIA, the FBI, the deep state, it's wrong. What they're doing is wrong. It's illegal. And we want some accountability here for these corrupt politicians and for these weaponized federal agencies. And we want equal justice under the law, not a two-tier justice system. Uh, what are we going to do about that? What hope is there in getting enough people to care in enough places to have an impact on Capitol Hill. In other words, can we get enough constituents to harangue their elected representatives in enough congressional districts to have an impact on Capitol Hill? You know, we can't just have a handful of Tea Party patriots or, you know, the small Freedom Caucus fighting. We've got over 500, you know, we, we've got a lot of infiltration from the enemy in the various government agencies, not just in the halls of Congress. Okay. And we have to get enough people to overcome that. But again, how are we going to do that? What hope is there in getting enough people to care in enough places? You see what I'm saying here? I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I am very skeptical that in the current media environment with all the active censorship and the ASI manipulation, the manipulating of public perception, the statistical probability of achieving political accountability is essentially zero. And I'm an optimist, friends, but the, the main obstacle here in achieving political accountability is, is the, that the majority of people 
they either don't know, they don't care, they don't want to be bothered by all of this, you know, stuff. They don't want to be bothered by the effort that it would take to pull off a grassroots rebellion against the corrupt political establishment and the weaponized federal government. There, that that's not going to just happen, right? We're not going to just, uh, you know, hope that one day they say, you know what? I I guess I'm sorry. I'm sorry I stole money. I took money from the Chinese that I that I trampled the Constitution, that I destroyed your quality of life, that I that I harmed your children, whatever the case may be. You know, they're not going to say that they're sorry. They're not going to give the money back. But hey, hey, you know, Luke, at least we have our guns, right? I mean, at least the Second Amendment still ensures that we can defend ourselves if things get really out of control, right? I mean, we might not be able to get enough people to have a grassroots rebellion and, and throw these shysters out on their can and actually have a, a, a an election that truly represents the will of we the people. I mean, it, I, it could happen, you know, but we, but at least we still got our guns. And so we can defend ourselves if things get really crazy right now. You know, the 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 rising tide of drug induced crime, the hordes of illegal aliens with criminal records who are crashing through our border. The state taking your children in for a disgusting transgender transition against your will. Having dozens of armed IRS agents storming your home to snatch up all of your gold. All of this, of course, is just hypothetical speculation, you know, but in theory, that's what the Second Amendment is there for, right? You know, to defend ourselves. The question is, where is the line? Where is your personal line in the sand? At what point do you feel justified and using force to defend yourself or your family or your property? You know, the, the, the reality is that criminals are aware that most people simply won't defend themselves. When, when faced with aggression, most people are just going to fold like a wet newspaper, you know, and the more all the more so. In, in this, you know, this age of snowflakes, when it's toxic masculinity and this obsessive niceness and fragile sensitivities and being a good human, who the hell's going to stand up and, and fight back? Who? Friends, who? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be me? Who's it going to be? And if it's going to be we the people, then we have to get enough people willing to stand up and fight back, whatever that looks like. Now, the masses have been intentionally conditioned not to defend themselves. And instead, they've been conditioned to trust and expect that the government will be their protector. Geez, what could go wrong? You know, nothing, of course, could be more un-American than expecting the government to protect you. But that that's the situation that we're dealing with. And unfortunately, this creates a major problem when the government turns out to be the abuser, when the government is corrupt and running amok, you know, repeatedly violating the rule of law, arbitrarily imposing rules and restrictions on our everyday lives that are in complete violation of the U.S. Constitution. But if the majority of people don't know and they don't care and they think that the government's there to protect and provide for them, then what? Friends, then what? Now, much like one must define the line at which using force and self-defense feels justified at the personal level, so too must every patriot search their hearts to define the line at which using force becomes justified in defense of our constitution, in defense of our culture and the country that we love. 
There must be a line somewhere. I mean, we can't just let these tyrants run amok forever. You know, if we're not willing to defend ourselves and our country by force, then tyranny is going to prevail. And the future looks like a boot stomping on the face of humanity forever, or at least until the use of force does become justified. But how far down that road do we want to go? Friends, do you believe that we're going to have a hung election and a civil war as Bill Gates has predicted? The 2024 election is only 18 months away. And if you knew that you were heading into a life or death battle, fighting for your freedom, fighting for your children's future, fighting for the country that you love to cast off the shackles of tyranny and restore law and order in a just society. If you knew that that battle was only 18 months away, what would you do? How would you prepare? Even if you doubt Bill Gates' prediction, couldn't a false flag event trigger a kinetic civil war that would ultimately engulf us all? Friends, how prepared are you for this worst case scenario? It's just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm planting seeds here. It's something to think about. I would say definitely, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, friends, don't dwell on it. All right, don't dwell on it. But it would be wise to consider the possibility that that prediction might come true. And what might that li look like? You know, don't dwell on it. Just let it simmer on the back burner. Talk to your neighbors, build relationships, build a network of people that you would trust to stand alongside you in defense of your family and your home and your community and the good old U.S. of A. Because if that day comes, if it comes, friends, it will be way too late to prepare yourself. And that just makes sense. In the big picture, given the scope of corruption, and the overarching agenda that's aimed at destroying the United States of America, I think it's fair to assume that there are some people out there who actually want this to happen. Some people who may in fact be actively working to instigate this exact scenario in order to further advance the globalist agenda. But then again, friends, what the hell do I know? I'm just an ignorant peasant. <laughs> ah, regardless, it does go without saying that weaponized federal agencies, the corrupt political establishment and the colluding global cabal will be aligned against we, the people. What remains to be seen, however, is whether or not we can get enough people to care enough to say enough is enough and make a stand against this global authoritarian takeover. Friends, if we fail to do that, if we fail to inspire the hearts and minds of enough of our fellow Americans to fight for what's right, to risk it all and sacrifice the relatively comfortable lifestyles we enjoy, to openly challenge a blatantly abusive government, if we can't do that, then we've lost before we've even started. When? When will enough be enough? Obviously, we each must answer that question for ourselves. But friends, please don't be lulled to sleep by the endless distractions and the political theater. The enemy is advancing, even when it's not in the news. They do have a plan. The question is, do you 
have a plan? Do I have a plan? Do we, the people, have a plan to defend our republic from enemies, both foreign and domestic? It's kind of a rhetorical question, friends, but failing to plan is planning to fail. And just to provide some solutions here, not just stir the pot, friends, I want to say there are three ways that you can get involved and make a difference. Just going to run through it real quick. First, partner up with your local political party. Start planning on ways to raise community awareness about what's going on and get out the vote ahead of the next election cycle. Maybe consider becoming a PCO, a precinct committee officer, and take more responsibility for your local elections. If we want representative government, we have work to do. The second thing you might consider is running for any position that's suitable and available to you, such as school boards and health boards and water districts and city council, county commissioners, etc. If you value life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, your community needs your voice. And then the third thing to point out, or the third possibility here to have an impact, to make a difference, is to make it a point to talk to as many people as possible about what's going on in the world. You would be surprised at how many people they just remain completely in the dark. They didn't know about it, you know, in order to evoke a sense of urgency that's desperately needed right now and to get more people to care. We need enough people to realize that the future of America is, in fact, at state friends in my mind. We've got about 18 months to convince enough people that enough is enough and that there has never been a greater need to be politically engaged and that if we cannot get enough people to cast their votes to vote ourselves out of this mess, then we are destined to fulfill Bill Gates' prediction. And then we will really have a mess on our hands, friend. And friends. It would be a horrific, bloody mess at that, and that is a terrible possibility that no patriot wants, friends. The why? will plan accordingly and that is the message of my heart for today friends if you're enjoying this podcast please take the time to find that little heart on the website or the substack app click that heart and give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already don't forget you can support this publication by joining the patriot club and of course the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this wild whimsical wise sort of wednesday friends and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon 